welcome to another episode of Inside the Pylons. I am your host, Marcelo Unda. And life is good here in the Big Easy. The Saints go on the road and they still win in Seattle against the Seahawks, an undefeated Seattle Seahawks team uh, in a rainy Seattle weather game uh, where the Saints end up winning the game at 33-27. to uh, All-around great effort by all three phases of the team. Offense played very well. Defense played well, as well as special, te- uh, special teams. Um, off the start, the Saints deferred the ball to Seattle. Seattle ended up having to punt after a three and out. Deontay Harris was able to return that punt for a touchdown to get the Saints up early on a 7-0 to start the game. Momentum had shifted. It was on our side. You could tell that this team was fired up to play. Uh, Demario Davis reached out to Drew Brees uh, before the game and asked if he could do the pregame speech to get the team ready for the afternoon game. And it it was great content. If you haven't seen it, check out the Saints social media pages and check that out. It's about two or three minutes long. And, um, you know, he was all about just saying like, hey, let's go out there and look the, look these guys and look the other team in the eyes and try to steal their soul and get after them and try to win this game. And it was great to see the team get behind them on that. Uh, so, I mean, and, and you could say that all phases of the team did. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater played Good, not great. He went 19 for 27, 177 yards and two touchdowns. No sacks, which was good. Um, the His QBR, in case you're wondering, was 62. That's based off 100, off of a 100 scale. So that kind of gauges, gauges you the idea of his performance. We would have liked to have seen maybe some deep ball throws, get some of his uh, his average per, uh, or his yards per um, you know for some of it, improve his average in the air maybe get some air raid yards there. And so that way that would at least keep the defense uh, up and away from up front. But the offensive player of the game, I believe everyone would say, is Alvin Kamara. He had 16 carries for 69 yards and a tutter, and he had nine catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, total up to 25 touches. That just goes to show you that Sean Payton uh, doesn't mind throwing Kamara the ball and letting him get out in open space and trying to get yards that way. And, uh, I mean, Kamara is getting the workload of any number one running back would, especially if you were to kind of look at this at a fantasy output. It was great to see them do that, especially in this type of game. Um, they The offense seemed like it got into a rhythm a little later than I would have liked, but, you know, the it, I think you could tell the offensive line was committing tur- – not turnovers, but uh, – Penalties with holding and off and jumping off false starts. I mean, that's just the environment we were going into. We knew that was going to be uh, an emphasis going into the game. I know that they had to have prepared for it, uh, but still, sometimes you can't prepare for those things. You hear teams all the time trying to prepare to come to the Superdome, and it still affects them. Um, I think just starting out, you don't really, you can't really tell until you're actually there. Um, but overall, I think the offense line played really well. Um, and, you know, Alvin Kamara, whenever he had the ball, he was able to manage to get break tackles and miss defenders and get down the field and, and also create plays, which was, which was very outstanding. So uh, glad to see that. Now, as far as the defensive side of the ball, uh, no sacks this week, which was unfortunate. Um, 
when I was looking at when I when I was watching the game, it felt like the uh, the Saints defense, uh, or I should say, the Saints line was getting close enough to Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson isn't—he can avoid the rush very well. He's very—he, I guess you could say, he's very quick in the pocket, moving his feet side to side, very agile. Um, which you know, we were close a couple times, but it also forced the ball to be thrown quicker. Um, he was—he had to force the deep pass, or you know, or force the ball, you know, out sooner than he wanted, which would you know, in it and fall in incomplete. Um, he did complete some of those deep bomb throws that we were expecting to happen. It happened early on with Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett was wide open in the uh, in the end zone when they on their first touchdown, which was nerve wracking because we knew that that's, that was going to be coming, and we should have been more prepared for that type of stuff. But um, I think it was just a good play. I, I believe it was cover two, and, and Tyler Lockett just basically outran uh, PJ Williams and got to the left side of this. Uh, the end zone and was wide and was left wide open, uh, but overall, I mean, from uh, the turnovers that the the team forced, they were able to pop uh, Chris Carson, cause a fumble, turned out for a touchdown. We got up ahead again at fourteen seven. Um, by the start of the fourth quarter, this game was basically over at twenty seven seven. Seahawks went one for four on fourth down. Now they managed to come back and score, um, I guess, twenty unanswered points. Um, you know, in that fourth quarter. Uh, but at that point, I think the Saints were basically playing prevent defense. They didn't want to, you know, give up too much. And then on offense, just run up the clock, maybe get a, you know, try to get first downs as best as they can. Um, I think that the Saints need to do better on third down. Uh, they, what I saw when they went three for 11, which you want to try to get, you want to be around that, that five to seven range if, you know, if you want to extend drive. So I think that needs to be some improvement that would also create more possessions that would create more points if we can extend you know extend our drives especially on third down um so yeah overall great game um it was nerve-wracking did not it it just shows to show you that this team is will will play for anybody they all they all supported each other you could see after the game where the team really uh stand behind teddy bridgewater the teddy bridgewater's first win uh in you know two or three years after his his injury, which was good, um, you know, going up in Seattle and getting a win, you know, and he has a pretty heartfelt, uh, heartfelt speech he gives to the team um, and after the game. You can see that on so- Saint social media too. That's kind of going viral today from NFL Films. You know, basically saying that you know he's happy to be here. He he appreciates everyone supporting him and backing him and. You know, you can tell that the team really rallied behind uh, Teddy Bridgewater, um, which is good. And you know, now we can say, okay, let's we can still get this thing. This thing hasn't got off the tracks. Uh, we're two and one. You know, you you have Dallas coming home, where it's just a good situation. Is you, you at least get to come back. You have a power f- top five team, uh, one of the top teams in the NFC. Who at least in September, people are saying that they're. Um, favorites to get you know get as Super Bowl contenders right now. Um, you get them to come home, come to come home to New Orleans, play them on national TV on Sunday night, and try to see if we can contain this offense that everyone's raving about. Now, don't get me wrong that this offense did definitely open up that, uh, during the off season, especially with the absence of Zeke or Ezekiel Elliott um, during his contract negotiations. So. Um, before I dive into that, I just want to finish up real quick. 
game balls, uh, just Teddy Bridgewater, Alvin Kamara, those people balled out. They deserve it. Teddy Bridgewater gets the game ball just for getting his first win. Um, and then, you know, going on the road and getting a win for the team. Um, and then, you know, Alvin Kamara, just stunning performance, putting the team on his back, making defenders miss. Even the Seattle players even said that, you know, they knew he was good, but they didn't realize how good he really was. Um, so, uh, which was, it's good just to, to see the other NFL teams or even other fan bases get to get a chance to see the talent that we have on this team just to really, because I always like to hear what other people think of, uh, of our team, um, especially people who are traveling in, you know, from, you know, coming to see the Saints play whenever they have a road game. So uh, I'm glad, glad that they're doing really well. And, you know, it's still early in the season. Let's see how the rest of the season goes. But so let's kind of go ahead and dive into this Cowboys game. Um, Last year we went to Dallas. We lost to Dallas. I felt like it was it was during a short week. It was very it was a very slow paced game. I remember it being very defensive oriented game. Uh, we played it at Dallas, um, and da- I'm sorry, Dak Prescott really was able to maneuver in the pocket, extend plays, get on his feet, get first downs, and extend their drives to get them to put points on the board. Um, so my top keys for this week is going to be getting to the quarterback, causing hurries, try to put bodies on them, and get them to the ground. That's going to be very important because we want to get to him quickly so that way he can make, he either has the decision to hold on to the ball or get the ball out of his hands. And I think that's the way we're going to have to play um, Dak Prescott. And unfortunately is that his wide receivers or – pretty good uh or as far as they have one of the better wide receivers i would say in amari cooper so far in three games he's got 16 catches 238 yards and four touchdowns this guy's going to beat you deep this guy's going to beat you one-on-one this guy is going to eat you up all game and you know as of right now marshall Lattimore is our number one guy and he hasn't been able to stop anybody this season um so i do i think it's part of our game plan. This is it. you're going to have to have you're going to have to double Amari Cooper. You're going to have to have Lattimore and another safety and try to force Dak to go somewhere else. Let him go to Devin Smith. Let him go to Jason Witten or Randall Cobb. I like my chances. You know, PJ Williams. You know, he he he'll be able he'll win more than he will lose. And even though he does lose and get some big ones out, uh, give some big ones up, he does make some plays, especially stopping the run and also you know and making the tackles that he needs to, especially on the, getting the ball out quickly on the short routes. So I would rather have Dak try to use other uh, other playmakers on the team. You know, Jason Witten, they like to use him inside the 20, you know, in the red zone or approaching the red zone. Um, but I think this is going to be a team where I think we will be able to match up very well. And then also it's just about execution. Take Amari Cooper out of the game. And also force Dak Prescott to be a quarterback, and then obviously you got to re- contain the run. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is a monster; he'll he'll eat you up. Uh, but it's one of those things. It's like he's there. We, as, if we'll try to stop the run as best we can. We're a good run stopping defense, um, but I mean we can't get upset. It's Zeke Elliott and, and the Cowboys offensive line who who have been known to have one of the better offensive lines in the in the NFL. And then for offense, one of the uh, one of my my last key here would just be get the ball out, get it downfield, and also get it out quickly. Teddy Bridgewater, you're going to have to take some gambles, throw the ball downfield. We got to stretch this, stretch the defense out, 
get them to get the safeties to play back and then respect our respect the deep ball. That way we can one either try to extend plays downfield, extending our drives, and then also to open it up for Alvin Kamara or Latavius Murray up in the middle. So that way, or and also in the passing game, that way you can get crossing routes across the middle, or you know have Alvin Kamara in space and making making somebody miss and taking it even further. So. Um, those are my keys for for Sunday night's game. Remember, it's at 725. I'm trying to see if I can locate the line for this game. Let's see if I can look it up. From last thing I heard, uh, Cowboys were favored two and a half. As I'm looking, let's checking. I know this is good radio. Yes. So Dallas is favored by minus two and a half. Um, you know. Last week I said that I wouldn't bet on I won't bet on the Saints until I see what Teddy Bridgewater can do in the rest of his team. I really think that that road trip really helped them. Obviously getting hit in the mouth against the Rams, that one stung, but they were able to bounce back and focus on Seattle this week. Now they got the win, they get to come home. They and now they get to be able to focus on their opponent with the Cowboys. And I feel, I have a feeling that Sean Payton's going to be able to get these guys get the rally these guys and understand that this is um going to be one of the games that they're going to need uh, in order to uh, in the in order to gain some momentum as far as with the season and the standings and moving it up that way and I think it's it's going to the atmosphere is going to be another playoff atmosphere just like the Houston Texans game um, the only thing my biggest concern is all the te- the Cowboys fans that may be at the game uh, I do know that a lot of Saints fans will be at the game so I think that the Houdat Nation will really stand out and it's the place going to be rocking and I want to see how Doug Prescott handles the pressure. Now he's he's a good quarterback. He's always poised. He always handles that type of stuff throughout the, throughout a game. But uh, it'd be good to have him have have them play here, so we we can have that at least that edge against them. I think the Saints can win this game. It's still the the absence of Drew Brees, you know, makes it a little bit more challenging, obviously. But if our defense can play lights out, shut shut down their offense, allowing our offense to get points and or even forcing turnovers that turn into points, that, that's going to help us get out of this game with the win. Um, as long as we get more points the, and then them, then I think we should be okay. All right, so moving on. Uh, time to update my rankings for week three. So uh, let's see. Last week I had Patriots – at one, Chiefs, Dallas. At three, Rams. At four, Baltimore. At five. Those are my top five. My bottom uh, six through ten: Green Bay, Seattle, New Orleans, San Francisco, and Minnesota. So we had Baltimore lose; they lost against the Chiefs, and then you had Seattle lose to New Orleans. So um, I did drop the Baltimore to nine, but then I do have. Uh, Buffalo entering the top 10 being at 3-0. So my new top 10 looks like this. And you have New England, Kansas City, Dallas, the Los Angeles Rams, the Green Bay Packers, Saints at 5, move them up from 8 to uh, – I'm sorry, not 5. Saints at 6, move them up from 8 to 6 after beating Seattle, who I had ranked 7. So uh, San Francisco is at 6. Minnesota wins. They're at seven. Baltimore loses again last week against Kansas City. They fall to eight. Buffalo wins at three and zero. They round out the top ten. Now I do have Seattle 
Uh, outside looking in at 11, Houston's outside. They're two and one. Chicago's two and one. Uh, Detroit two zero and one. Indianapolis and two and one. So those are the five teams that I have outside looking in from the top ten. A lot of it's going to shake up a little bit. Um, the top ten will shake up a, a lot, I think, due to um, you know Buffalo and New England are playing each other. You have the Saints playing the da- have Saints playing Dallas. You also have Green Bay. You have them playing the Eagles, but I don't have the Eagles up there anymore like I originally did. But um, Chicago plays Minnesota, so if they win that game, they go up to 3-1. and one. Most likely, I'd probably have them in the top 10 for beating a top 10 team um, and also only losing to Green Bay. Um, Detroit, I find, is an interesting I, – I really like the effort that they put in against that Eagles team last week. Um, they, they're technically undefeated even though they tied uh, that first game against Arizona. and But this, you know, one, they have, let's see, so they have Kansas City coming to Detroit. So Detroit hosts Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by six and a half. They have a defensive mastermind of Matt Patricia. I like how this team is playing. They're behind their coach now. Do I think that Patricia can can dial something up to contain that offense? I think so, but I don't know for how long because Patrick Mahomes is playing lights out. He's already got 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. Their weapons, whoever's out there, is going to produce, whether it be the third-string running back or the, back, the, the third or fourth-string wide receivers. Whoever's catching the ball is making plays. And they're playing without their best wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, or their best offensive tackle, Eric Fisher. Um, it's going to be a hard-fought battle. I want to say that the Lions can win this game, uh, but we'll see how good the Lions really are. If they can come out and win this game, then we know that the Lions are for real. They're going to be a contender in the AFC. I'm sorry, the NFC North. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, they're going to have. You know, they're going to play a, a tough defense, and. Um, you got to remember too, Matt Patricia is a Bill Belichick kind of guy. I feel like he's been he's experienced enough where he knows how to uh, take away or uh, take away you know offense's best you know best uh, plays or I would say you know their tendencies or at least know their tendencies to ha- prepare his team to get in the be- the best position. So I feel like this game is going to be it's not going to be a blowout. Do you think I do see that it'd be very close? Um, I do think I'm going to go ahead and say the Lions cover. I don't know if they win. I'm going to be rooting for them just because I want to see how, how good the Lions can be. And I like Matt Patricia. Oops, sorry about that. All right. So those are the, some of the games I'm excited about. Indianapolis is looking good. Um, you know, they lost that that first game against the Chargers in overtime. It could have gone either their way. They could be 3-0 and right now. Um, so... I'll keep a lookout for them. Um, Buffalo, I got. I know a lot of people maybe say, "Oh, it's Buffalo. Why are they in the top 10? But man, they're three and zero. They're Buffalo is going to be a playoff team with the AFC. Uh, the Browns aren't looking as good as they were supposed to be. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't looking so good. So those two teams that may not be viable for a wild card spot may may not be able to to catch up with them being what their record is. Cleveland's one and two. Pittsburgh's zero and three. Uh, New England's 3-0, so we know most likely the Patriots will win this division, but the Bills can be, you know, they could be at 10-6 and, and they likely can get in. Um, 
I'm trying to think too. So as looking at the, yeah, and most likely with Houston and Indianapolis, one I think both of them will make the playoffs. So then you're looking at the Chiefs, and then most likely the Chargers probably won't make the playoffs if you have the Bills and um, one of the a- AFC South teams making it. And it may be the case, but due to the fact how how good the Chiefs are playing, and I want to say the Chargers are already at one and two. So. Um, that's how I have it. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing how these rankings uh, shake up. You know, throughout the season, I'm keeping track with them. Let me know what you think. Let me know if how would you round out your top five? Do am I high on more people? I mean, I'm kind of giving you the reason. My thinking here is based off of you know just you know based on how many wins they have and who they've played, and also just considering that you know where they'll end up at the end of the year. So. Um, Hey, that it, that's it for my episode here t- this week. Uh, I'll be watching the game Sunday night and watching the rest of the games for the rest of the week. So um, thanks for listening. Enjoy your football.